The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs. Wednesday, Media Mash, and we are loaded for bear. Nick Eatman, beat writer for DallasCowboys.com. Jane Slater of NFL Media. Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, longest tenure beat writer here in the Marquette. I am merely Nui Scruggs here to go ahead and transfer the conversation. And Ezekiel Elliott is a topic of conversation I wanted to bring up because I was going through the car wash and the guy had a whole lot of questions for me. I said, you know what? If you watch Media Mash, I got some outstanding people that are going to be able to answer that question for you about Zeke's availability at 325 when the Cowboys head on to Green Bay. Beat writer, the originator, none greater. Go ahead. Talk, start us off. No, I was just laughing. I was like, he, he was asking about Zeke? That yeah. was Nobody else? Nobody, like, not on the team? He was asking about Zeke? Yeah, fantasy. You know, you, know you, you can tell when they got the fantasy questions for themselves. <laughs> That's so. good. Yeah, That's yes. good. I didn't know there was other topics going on right now. Oh, we'll get to the rest of it. It's <laughs> you know. a lot to unpack today. It's a, a lot. That's why you got here. So let's start with 21 before we dive into the other rabbit holes. I, you know, I thought it was interesting what he said. He was, he's kind of, he was sounding like he was playing the game a little bit. Usually with Zeke, he'll just kind of say what it is. And he, he, I think for him, it's more what has he done which is practice as opposed to what he's saying. Because he, if you just listen to him, it kind of sounds like, oh, I don't know, maybe. But he did say he practiced and did more. I, I'm leaning toward him playing, but I think he's kind of playing the game. I don't know. And Clarence, you and I were there where we, we were kind of walking off with him because when I when we initially talked to him in the scrum, to your point. Oh, I didn't do that walk off. Well, he was, kind of, oh. he was kind of playing around with the sense that it sounded like, I'm practicing. I'm feeling a little bit better than last week. I'm going to wear a lighter brace if I do play versus last year. Um, but we'll see how it goes because I've got to be here for the end of the season. So then it kind of sounded like he was tempering it. So then he walked off and Clarence and I kind of grabbed him. And I said, well, wait a minute. Jerry said, looks like you're playing. He goes, uh, I think the the direct quote was, the plan is to go. He said he did a lot of work with the underwater treadmill and applied ice to it. But I don't know if I'm feeling as definitive because, to your point, I don't feel like he typically doesn't, plays the game with us. That game. So maybe it to me it felt a little bit more uncertain. Like, plan is to go, but he made me feel like maybe they're kind of assessing this thing and how it feels on Saturday. I think both of you are correct, and I think that there's a couple of things that work. Last year, for example. You know, how the team is going, how Tony Pollard is going. Uh, Zeke wants to play. There's no question about that. The plan is to play. It's been planned since the beginning of the week. He wants to play. But he's not as adamant as he was last year when he wouldn't come off the field. And when he refused to be taken out, he's going to listen and try to do the right thing. He also talked about it being the long game mm-hmm. and the playoffs and all that other stuff. He plans to play. That's the goal. But if he's not ready to go, not 100%, um, he would rather, you know, it, in keeping with the Cowboys, they're going to have a decision about this because he talked also openly about the long game and the playoffs. And I don't want to, I don't want to come out there now and then I'm not ready for weeks eight, nine, and ten. So those are considerations. Let me piggyback on what you're saying here, and we'll go around the room. It's what I brought up on the players' lounge previously. If you rest him this week, that's three weeks of rest, and you get ready to face Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Minnesota is at Buffalo this week. They did say Josh Allen missed practice day with an elbow. But 
Buffalo favored to win that game. So that would make Minnesota 7-2. Cowboys favored to win this game. That make them 7-2. <laughs> Having a more rested Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard combination up there at Minnesota, to me, is that something you think about if you're Mike McCarthy and company Clarence? I mean, I, 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 I think that, as Mike said, which, you know, it, it's – the health is first. Let's see how healthy is it? Can he play? Can he can can he work? But then you decide what's best for the team and what's best for the long haul. And 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 long haul, excuse me. You you do have these three games and twelve days coming up. You know with the, with Thanksgiving and all of that stuff coming up this year. Unlike past years, they get a true ten day break. I mean, it's almost like two buys in a month mm-hmm. for the Cowboys once they you know finish that Thanksgiving Day game. They always had it. Well, I'm talking about, um, yes, it, just, it was a week later. Right, but I heard later, a lot of people did. say that. Like, they, they don't have the 10 days. They always had it. It just wasn't after Thanksgiving. Right, it was just a week later. Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, with, with the acuteness of this situation, yeah. I'm just saying it, it, it's a big deal. It's something to consider. But, but again, um, how healthy is it? I mean, you we watched him practice today. He, he looked as spry as you can with a brace on your leg, okay. mm-hmm. you know. And the question which I asked him is what he said, I will know. It's one thing to run around and practice. Stuff then to get hit on it. Yeah. Okay. And he won't, he said, I ain't gonna get hit on in practice. I ain't gonna get, get hit on in practice the rest of the year. So, and, and Mike McCarthy talked openly in the press conference about, I don't want him on a pitch count, you know, because they're messing with my numbers, my game day numbers. If, if he goes, he gets hits on it, he can't go, then, then we're limited at running back because then we only took two running backs to the game and then something might happen. So they don't want a situation where he goes and he can't finish the game. Piggybacking off of that, uh, talking about the pitch count, when I talk, when I caught up with Tony Pollard after his game with the Lions, I talked about the importance for a running back to get into a rhythm. And when you're constantly feeding Tony Pollard the ball, we're beginning to see strength on strength on strength. And keep in mind, it's a contract year for him. So I think the Cowboys want to see as much as they can with Pollard in the game. I still contend that I think they'll redo Zeke's deal make it more team-friendly. I don't see him going and having like an Emmitt Smith, Arizona Cardinals type thing. Uh, But then I want to jump on what you said, Nui. They're facing a Packers run D that's 26th in the league. They're also missing one of their most uh, effective defensive players with Rashawn Gary this week. So you have an opportunity, much like you had against the Bears, to really exploit your run game. But when they face the Vikings, their run D's 10th in the league. So you want as strong a runner's the following week when you're talking about a potential 7-2, and 7-2 NFC team? I, I would agree with that if there wasn't one thing in, 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 the, in play here, and that's Mike McCarthy's house is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I, I, I think he's going to do everything he possibly can to win the game. I mean, and so I think that that matters, and you're looking at it, and somebody could come in and go, you know, we don't put Zeke this week, we could do it next week because of the Vikings and all that. And he, he's like, yeah, yeah. But he has to win this game. This is for him, him, his pride, his family, everything. He's got to win this game. And so I don't think any other situation, and not just him. There's ten other. There's ten of them that are going back to Green Bay. Like I don't know, man. I think they're going to do everything they can to win this. Well, game. but I, but but see, I, and and I hear you, and I hear the personal motivation. And and Mike talked about it before about making it too personal. He you know he talked to us about you know he made the Brett Favre return too personal. 
you know, and, and got him fired up for the wrong reasons. And, and yes, he wants to win this game. But the Cowboys want to win this game. Talking to Michael, the players want to win this game. They they want they need to win. They got to keep pace with the Eagles. I don't think that they're going to the go. I don't think, well, they're in the Vikings, but certainly in the division, they have to keep pace. They got this thing going, you know, with, you know, two game winners. They want to keep this thing going. They need to get better. I think there's, there's enough motivation there without adding this personal stuff on top of it outside. Yes, Mike wants to win this game, but I don't think he's going to put his personal baggage on top of what's already on the team. And Well, I just wanted to add, this is not a knock on Ezekiel Elliott, but I even found this uh, fun fact from my producer, Bobby Belt, when we were talking about the possibility of not having Ezekiel Elliott against the Bears. At that time, they were undefeated in their last five games without Elliott. Now they're undefeated in their last six games without Ezekiel Elliott. So they can still win on the road, particularly against this uh, Packers run D, if you don't have Zeke on the field. And I think that's what they're sort of weighing. And also, by the way, they're getting back another threat with Noah Brown on the field if they decide they want to start passing the ball a little bit more. Uh, but the way I don't know about you, Clarence. My, when I walked away from that, even though I was kind of bullish in talking about Ezekiel Elliott playing on Sunday because that's what Jerry told us, I started to wonder if he actually really is. Yeah, I mean, I, I know people close to him want him to wait. Yeah, you know, and, and so there's a cons- there, there's a cons- there's a consideration about that. And how close? And he- <laughs> I mean, stop. friends, parents, <laughs> but I think, but I think Twitter, do- Twitter content. But think about it. But and, but and they want him to sit, and, yeah. and it's a smart. And again, when we talked to him today, and I asked him about the urgency of playing, and and they and he again, he's the one who brought up the long game. He and he had a long quote about the long game yeah. and playing later in the season and being in the playoffs and being smart about it. That was him. The long game was important last year, but he wouldn't come off the field. This year, he's really open to the long game and sitting. Do you think that's because of the way he's been criticized all offseason? Oh, well, you know, when I talked to him about that injury last year, he said it really affected his explosiveness. And again, when we're talking about his contract at the end of the year, Maybe this is just me. We've seen players do this in the past. I don't think Zeke puts out bad tape necessarily, right? But if you're looking to leverage his importance, you want him healthy, right? Because we don't know if he's going to be here next year. When we, we've talked about this for the last couple of years. Next year is the year that they can have the option out. I still truly believe that Zeke's not going anywhere next year. Um, but I have found it very interesting, not just Zeke, but other players who don't want to come off the field. And I even when we talked to Zeke, I said, what's what stands out about Mike McCarthy as a coach? And they all talked about the importance of protecting their bodies, extending the longevity of their careers in the NFL. And I think as hard as it is for these guys to say, I don't want to come off the field, specifically Zeke. I think they're sort of beating it into some of their heads. Like, to your point, I don't think the long game was something he just made up. I think that's what one of the coaches Mm -hmm. conveyed to him when they've been having this conversation. Coaches, trainers, everybody. They talked about that. Yeah. yeah, I remember LaDainian Tomlinson saying that at training camp. I think, Clarence, you were there when yes. we were talking to him about and, and he said it for a while he kept pushing this young buck to the side, like, I don't want this guy, I don't want this guy, I don't need you on the field, Darren Sproles and, and with the Chargers. And then, I, then he realized over time that, you know, it, less is more. It'll, it'll help me down the road. Yeah, I mean, this whole, this whole attitude this year, and I've, you know, like I said, I've, he's not been resistant to the tandem. You know, it's not just now. It's the tandem and how they're using both backs. And 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 if people watch it, because I know there's so many, they need to start. They need to give Tony more carries. If you watch the game, even before last week, the carries have evened out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, well before he said they, if you look at the carries mm-hmm. of a couple of games before Zeke was out, they've evened out. They're using them in town. That's been the plan all along. Games got away from them. They didn't have as many, uh, you know, reps on offense. A lot of things that happened. It wasn't that the Cowboys weren't trying to use them in tandem and, and split the carries. They've been doing it, and Zeke has been open to that. He's talked about it. I've talked to him about, you know, being one, a huge fan of Tony and, and wanting them both say, we need – us both. It's a long season. They've talked about the long season, which is why they want to use both backs. But I think a lot of that also credit to Skip Pete, because I think that he's really conveyed to both of these guys, like, hey, we're better having both of you here. Look at what we saw in, uh, what was it, Oakland years back when they had Tyrone the Wheatley and uh, Charlie Garner. Yes. When they won the Super Bowl. Well, there was uh, Dynamite. Or I call him Napoleon Dynamite. Who was Napoleon? Kaufman. Uh, Napoleon Kaufman. Napoleon Kaufman. Then you had with the Cowboys. Dynamite. Who was it? Marion Barber and um, Felix Jones. Felix Jones. Look at New Orleans when Julius you had Jones Mark Ingram and, and, and Alvin Kamara. Oh, yeah. And so both that's why I think Bowl. both of them make a lot of sense. And I don't think it's a bad thing for Zeke to get healthy or really for this front office to see what they're getting from Tony Pollard. Um by having him sit out. And I don't know, like I said, when I walked away from that conversation, he might be planning to go, but I got the sense maybe we wait another week around here. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, Mike, again, Mike talked, but that's that's certainly on the table. Yeah. And, and so th- there's there will be no surprise if he plays, no, prize, no surprise if he sits. The Cowboys are doing best for this week and best for long term. Either way, the Cowboys are going to win. Going up there to win. I'm not guaranteeing oh, the win. Yeah. They they should win. This this. I they're mean, let's be honest. To win. Yeah. They, they're, but they're going up there to win, and they should win. This is this is, as I said, Aaron Rodgers is no longer the big bad big bad wolf for the Cowboys. This Packers team is reeling. Huh? Say that twice. Big bad wolf. He's no longer that big bad wolf. Don't. There's yeah. no fear. Okay. Devontae you can get Adams your head from out under the wolf. bed. Yeah, okay. Say it twice. You don't. You don't. You don't have to put your head under the bed anymore because Aaron Rodgers is in town. This is not that team. This is not that player. The Cowboys should win, but they need to win. It's going to make you know to keep this thing you know, going. You know why you didn't say it three times? Because <laughs> they haven't beaten them three times. They played them ten, and they're two and eight. So I hear what you're saying. Everyone's oh no, the big bad. We'll see. Because Tom Brady wasn't either until you gave him another minute to play in the game, and it goes, oh, yeah, oh, don't give him a, Don't give him a minute to play. I get it. I get it. Don't give him that. You know, it's funny because we were talking to Anthony Brown about that in the locker room, and he was talking about the nightmare. He says, look, he looked the same to me. He's Aaron Rodgers. He still throws in the tight fits. He talked about it, and we talked about 2016. And I'm like, he. You still get, he still has nightmares over 2016. They have to, you know the third down. You know after Jeff he should have knocked the ball out on second down and the third and whatever it was 20 or 19 mm-hmm. or whatever he makes that miraculous. Yeah, it's still he he remembers that. That's still in her head. You got to kill the witch. But you can only do so much. I mean, when you don't have his offensive line hasn't done him any exactly. favors this year. He doesn't really have any weapons. You've got an offense that's only averaging what 17 points. He's Cut been sacked 18 times this year. You're facing Cowboys defense that has 33. I, I'm with you. I think on paper they should win this, but Leave it is Aaron no Rodgers and it is Lambo. Rem- remember the Titans. Leave no doubt. Okay. All right. Yeah, and, and that, that's, that's what they should do. That's what they should do. But what what normally do- hasn't been happening this year. We'll see what in you know, the Bears game was. We'll see if that's the exception. But the Cowboys' offense isn't allowing that to happen. They're not pulling away from anyone. They're keeping people in the game. I and know. That's, so that's why they're looking why, for help on that, offense that, still. And, Jane, and I'm not leads, trying to get ahead of you. Jane, that leads us to a fantastic <laughs> break right now as we come back to talk about potential help oh, for the oh, Dallas Cowboys. Listen, offense. they talking about it. 
We'll Which hear is exactly what they had to say in the locker room from Nick Eatman, Jane Slater, Clarence Hill on Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash, we have got three insiders for you today. Clarence Hill, Jane Slater, Nick Eatman. Everyone was in the locker room to talk to the Cowboys about a receiver <laughs> who's a free agent coming off a knee injury, who some people said could have won the Super Bowl MVP until he got hurt in that game, and then the other receiver for the Rams won it. His name, Odell Beckham Jr. of LSU. All right. Guys, we're talking about it. Michael Parsons already on Twitter talking to him. So, uh, Jane, you kick it off here, and uh, they, they apparently like the idea. So I get a lot of feedback from Cowboys fans that every time a free agent's name pops up, because a lot of them will attach their names to the Cowboys, and it drives up their value. I mean, look at it in Dominican Sue. Von Miller was a very real one that they went after. Sammy Watkins was one who actually, I was told, didn't want the responsibility of the star. The names have splashed over the years, and the Cowboys, I think, wisely over the years after Morris Claiborne, haven't gone out and spent $50 million on a free agent. But it was Jerry Jones a couple of weeks ago, and I, I found him on the sidelines. He said he wanted a Deion Sanders-type player. I think you were standing right there with me. You're always with Perfect. me, yes. uh, Jill. And, you know, you ask yourself, what type of player is that? And it 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 can be OBJ. But when I reached out to my sources, there's a very real interest in this. I think the, and So people then say, well, what's next? Well, to your point, he's dealing with the ACL injury on the left knee, the same knee that sustained an ACL injury before. And as it was described to me, we don't know what the market is because he has not been at a training facility yet. The medical staff hasn't been able to assess what that knee looks like. 
But the interest is there. And I've talked to Odell Beckham in the past, just kind of joking with him. He loves the fact there's no state income tax. His family is a bunch of Cowboys fans. And I love that he finally put to bed this narrative when he went and played for the Rams that he had this difficult personality. Because I think some people would try and put him in the same category as Des. And I would argue both are really misunderstood. But he showed that he was the ultimate team player. And he got it was the first touchdown of the game against the Rams in the Super Bowl, was it not? I mean, he really got them going in that one. Um, So I find it very intriguing. And I can't wet blanket it. Because I think there's a real interest here. And even more importantly, they were all in on Brandon Cooks, or at least tried. But ultimately, the Texans, I was told, wanted too many picks, and the guaranteed money was too much. The Cowboys covet their picks around here. That's what their bread and butter is. But you can, as my old radio host Mark Elfenbein used to say, you can finagle the bagel as it relates to guaranteed money and that contract as opposed to giving up what they consider of real value around here, which is their draft picks. Now, Nick had a great point he made on his podcast earlier today that multi-year deal. And, oh, by the way, has anybody looked at how many free agents they have after this season? Right. It's a boatload of guys. Yeah, yeah and, and that's that's all I'm saying. And again, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I think I think there's whether well, smoke, there's fire, and, and I, it, I think I think this thing could really happen. I really do. Um, but but I, what, what I do think the reason why I think it's causing it would cause some issues is first of all they got to see the knee, they got to check this out and see what they're dealing with. But also it, it's going to force them to make some decisions on players probably before they really want to. Um, and you could argue whether or not that would really happen, but I just think you bring him in on a multi-year deal. That I think, okay, what does this mean for CD? What are we doing with CD? We got to make it. We got to figure out what his fifth-year option is coming up. I think next year. I think they got to yep. figure that out next year. Uh, they just signed Gallup. Pollard's a free agent. The whole Diggs is is coming, and and Anthony and, Brown's and a free Anthony agent. Brown, and then You're gonna of have course, Dak's contract Steals in two years. Right, Dak, two years next the, year. So I'm I'm just saying they have a lot of issues with the cap, and but. But then they also have to figure out, do we care? And I, they always do. The fans don't want to hear that. The fans are like, go for it. But Jerry's window's been closing for a long time. And if you feel like this team— you go for it. I agree. Specifically, this, the, the way that this team plays defensively, if you can get that one extra piece— like, look what Amari Cooper did for this offense. I mean, yeah. when they were doing wide receiver by committee, it was, it was tough to watch. And then he sort of changed the trajectory of that room. We're talking about three 1,000-yard receivers. And as— I asked Michael Gallup. He was a. He said he loved the idea of it because he brings. He's like that's a future Hall of Famer like Amari Cooper. Like they've kind of been missing that Amari Cooper is what it felt like, and he says it it raises the level of competition. But I also I loved his vulnerability when he said I'm just waiting for me to pop off. You know because I think his his returns going a little bit slower than he even anticipated. And it'll yes. come, I think, for Michael. Is he a future Hall of Famer? He's 70%. No, he's not. not Amari not Cooper and OBJ is, yeah. what, no. is what Michael He Collins hasn't done said. enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame. He was on that trajectory. It's like Dez was. Who? OBJ? Yes. He won a Super Bowl. No, he asked if he was a future Hall of Famer. Oh, yep. you don't think he is? No. no. That's an interesting topic. No. I think no. His, he ain't done enough. I think his gloves that made the catch mm-hmm. are going to be off in a little wing mm-hmm. off there, and they'll do that. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I don't know that you get in the Hall of Fame on a catch. No, you get a, I'm not saying you get in the Hall of Fame. I'm saying, like. Maybe the, the pitcher. Yeah. The pitcher. Yeah. The, but he's not. I mean, listen, with all due respect, and that's a shame about it because. 7,400 yards, 56 enough. career touchdowns. Not enough. How many does this have? Look it up. Chain stop. Look it up. What? He does not a Hall of Famer. No, I think a Super Bowl puts every player no, in, in no, okay. conversation. No. 
No, okay. I'm sorry. True. I'm sorry. I mean, no, I, I, I'm asking. If he wins a Super Bowl Dallas. with the Cowboys, yes. then he yes. has to be. Yes. As a back, as the number two receiver, no. He has, he has three Pro Bowls on his resume. That's it. That's not getting. And listen, I love him as a player. He was great coming out, but you have to continue to do it. Yeah. The great way. And the thing about the receivers is they're. Not there's a, a bunch of them. Look at all the numbers. Look what Isaac Bruce and okay, no, I mean, so there's a his, bunch of receivers so that puts era, up a bunch what of numbers. Wide receiver, would you put over him? Is he even all decade? No. Okay, then you're not getting in the room, Jane, with three Pro Bowls and you're okay, not. My all question decade? is, in this era, then who would you put over him? Uh, the dude, uh, the dude in Arizona, Larry Fitzgerald. Calvin, uh, 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 both the dudes in Arizona. Hopkins. Oh. Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, those, Andre Johnson. I mean, you got there's a lot of people that we're going to put over him because he didn't put up. He is a great talent. That's the problem with great talents. He doesn't have the numbers. I also I think, think his likability also helps no. with the voters. I, I don't know if he's likable with the voters. He's likable with the social media. I don't know if the, this. I know the voters. I don't know if he's likable with the voters, you know, with all the all the field drama. But listen, I'm not trying to. This I, I, is. I just got sidetracked. Yeah, asking that. Listen, he he is a guy who can help the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. The question remains: How do you get that done for a guy who wants a multi-year deal? He talked about it. His agents, his people I've talked to, talked about it. He wants to go somewhere right now. He already said, I'm tired of living out of suitcase. He was on this podcast or something. I'm tired of living out of suitcase. I want to go somewhere, make my permanent home. That sounds good. How do you do that coming off ACL? The second ACL in the same year. Who's going to give you a multi year deal? And he doesn't want a multi year deal with Cedric Wilson money. He wants a multi year deal with Odell Beckham money. You know, he's talking, he wants Tyreek Hill level money because that's the type of player he has been, who he thinks he still is. How do you give him that kind of money? Well, like I said, I think it's going to depend on what other teams consider his value is after they check out the knee. And I think he's also going to weigh what team gives me the best chance to try and get another Super Bowl. And I think Jerry's going to do a really good job of convincing him that with his personality and with the star, as they've done with Dak in the past, that the endorsements deals will come flowing. Did anybody talk to Noah Brown about all this? Stop it. You just stop it. Stop it. You messy over stop, there. Stop it. You mentioned you talked to Michael Gallup. How, how, about, how, about, how about Dennis Houston? So I just Wait, where your boy at? Let's I, talk, was, talk, where your boy yesterday. He was there yesterday. Where your boy so at? I just merely asked about <laughs> Noah Brown. I love the dog in Noah Brown, though. Uh, but I think, to your point, let's answer no, the no, C.D. No. Lamb question. Yeah, I mean. I think that if you've got OBJ here, Michael Gallup starts to pop off, and you feel good about Noah Brown, then do you make some tough, tough right. decisions about – CD and I say that so respectfully because I think the world of that kid and I think he wants to be good but for whatever reason it's like he struggles with the consistency. And so I think they're going to ask themselves should we pay him what the right. market is going to bear when CD comes out because someone will pay him. I just don't and, know if the Cowboys will. And his agent I think his agent is going to say whatever that number is when that, when when uh, Beckham signs here like they're gonna mm-hmm. okay. Well, this is He's where it's, this is where it's not. It's right. not here. It's gonna be higher, and you know that's why I'm just saying that there's some other dominoes that are gonna fall if they go this route, and that's their job to do that. Those guys, you know, the the cap guys and Stephen Jones so, and all that. It's their job to to do that. It's not just a black and white situation. All right. So let me ask this question: Talking about C.D. Lamb and, and knowing that he he needs to have another gear. Yeah. Can Odell Beckham Jr. be the kind of player that shows a lamb, you need to be doing X. This is where you need to be. And I mentioned that from the standpoint, 
That's what Von Miller did for Aaron Donald while Aaron Donald was thanking him on the field. That when Von got to the Rams, he said, you're too quiet. You're too good to be this quiet, and we can go where you take us to and made him go to another level. Let's not forget that he's even said, Von Miller has said that DeMarcus Ware did that for him. Which is yeah. where, where that came from. So that's why I'm asking, could, and I don't know Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know him like I think that, he so. could, and I think especially when you consider the personalities of the guys in that room, I think the only guy that you've got that's a real dog in there is honestly Noah Brown. Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb are I've kind of heard in the past that they've wanted more vocal guys, guys that chirp a little bit more, and they haven't really had that. And I think OBJ has got enough experience from all of the drama in Cleveland and the Giants and then going to the Rams and feeling like he was in a functional system that he – I think all of us, we get to a certain point in our careers. It's not like you're putting us out to the pasture, but we start to go – I've got a certain level of a shelf life, but you get so much joy out of helping bring up the next gen. And I I think that you're going to see that with OBJ. I mean, my experiences and my interactions with OBJ, he's one of my favorite players in the league. And all they need to do is call up Adam Henry. Ask Adam Henry, what's he like? Yeah. College experience with him? Cleveland? Well, they've already done their No, that's what I'm saying. Mike McCarthy talked about the other day when he talked about Joe Witt and some other guys who've played with Ben McAdoo, who was around him with the Giants. Oh, I forgot about Ben. Yeah, yeah, but Mike McCarthy's already, he basically said they've done their homework. Yeah. They've done their due diligence on him and and his background and the type of player he is, and they said there are no character concerns. He's a hard worker. He's a guy, he's a great guy to be around. Great. So they've done all that. New father. They they just have not gotten to the weeds with him and his agent on a deal. There's been no. There's been interest, but well, there has been nothing in the weeds as far as the deal because they still don't know where his health is. I, I'll say this, and and I thought you know the voting last night with the midterms and all that would would end the campaigning, but it's not like, <laughs> no. like these, there's more campaigning going <laughs> That's on. Right. And, and which we haven't even gotten to yet. The yeah. locker room, the I campaign mean, in the locker I room mean, today. Like uh, Zeke, like Zeke, Zeke just said, said it as we want him. Right? Yeah, I mean, we want OBJ. Herschel Walker going to a runoff. So, wow, yes. we're doing this. Former Cowboys. We're doing so just this. so we know. We talk about the campaign of former Cowboys. We're not doing this today. We're going to take a break anything. right on. That's right, Ken, because we're going to take a break. That's why nobody's going to say anything. Clarence Hill, Jane Slater, Nick Eatman. I'm Newey Scruggs. This is the Media Mash. When we come back, can we talk about the Packers? You yeah. got this little game right there. You want, you want, about I think Nick wants to go into this. Let's, let's dive sure. into that. Let's and talk about a it. Let's an area. Where I think the Cowboys have a clear advantage on Sunday. Let's dive into it next right here on DallasCowboys.com. What a tease. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. 
so sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to Media Mash. Media Mash. Look, everybody's on their phones, on their computers. This is what insiders do, baby. Don't put it down, Nick. It's all good. You might find a nugget for me. Why don't you go find that nugget, Nick? I was actually uh, emailing somebody that's always that's on this show. It was John Mashota. I was trying to get him paid for the show. Nope. Okay. <laughs> that reminds me. I need to log. I forget. Yeah, let's uh, go. Yeah. Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com. Jane Slater, NFL Media, Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram. So, Packers, Cowboys, 325 at Lambeau Field. We'll all be there. And Rich Passaccia, our old friend of the Cowboys, is going to be there as a special teams coach for the Packers. Poor Rich. I mean, you can only turn around so much. Uh, Matt, Matt LaFleur has not really cared about special teams as a head coach, but he's got Rich Passaccia there. They're, they're a little bit better, but still, I think this is an area, Nick, where the Cowboys are better and special teams can travel with. Definitely. I mean, I, I, m- most of the time, it's really hard to have a good special teams, I think, when your team is bad. you know. And, and that's what I think we're finding out with the Packers. Just they're, they're so banged up. And when that happens, usually you take players off the special teams, and then they have to play and start, and then they're always you know, shuffling the deck there. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think – I think one of the most electrifying players that I've ever seen is Turpin because when he gets the ball – you hear it in the stands. You hear the crowd just gasping. He, he takes their breath away, and he he's about to to take one back to the house at some point. I think you know. I just think he has been a huge difference maker. He's not the best special teams player on the team. I mean, I think Maher's been out, outstanding uh, this year, and and Torrance Armstrong's blocking kicks and punts and all that. So I mean, they, they've just been really deep and talented there. I, I also think it starts at the top, right? Like, Bones' energy, like, we even were kidding with Micah Parsons today about what stands out about Mike McCarthy, and it was Zeke who talked about the constructive criticism, and they have a leadership council, and they go to him, and he values their feedback, and Micah wanted a ping-pong table. So Bones brought one in on Monday, and then it was curiously gone today. But it was I feel like Bones is always trying to motivate his guys. And to your point, Cavante's energy and his enthusiasm for taking advantage of this second chance, because we've talked about what happened at TCU, as we should, but he's been contrite. He's tried to take advantage of this. And one of my favorite sayings from one of my bosses was, are you going to be a fountain or a drain? And I feel like that guy is just a constant fountain in there. Like anytime he's he's going for it, he wants to get past the 50-yard line. And when he doesn't, you see him sort of he's jump so up upset. and down. Yeah. He's so upset and he's ready to go on the next one. And I think that's the sort of energy that that particular group, I think they feed off of Cavante. Yeah. Special teams. Pers- you I can mean, praise the Horn Frog if you want to. I, listen, I like I like Cavante and everything he's done. I mean, you know, listen, he 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 gets you excited about special teams again. You know, <laughs> like you you really think that something's going to happen. You know, he's going to pop one. It's been close. 
He's going to pop one. He, he certainly is the hidden yardage. You go back to some of the games, especially with Cooper Rush, he didn't break one, but the hidden yardage that he brings in, on special teams and the change in field position has made a difference for this team. It's going to continue to make a difference for this team going forward. And he talking about people who needed that week off. He did that. He got broke up at the end of the oh, Bears game. Oh, I thought he was. I thought it was like a robot. He wasn't even moving his neck. He was you know, just like, and we didn't even see him in the locker room today. So I want to see what, how he how he's done. But he needed that week off. Yeah, he for, got hit hard. And for fans that don't know, I mean, I'm literally taller than the guy. I'm five six, and I swear to God, I'm a I'm a bigger person than Cavante. And when you're going up against some of these NFL players. Yeah. I mean, when he gets rocked, uh, but he reminds me a little bit of Trayvon Diggs' rookie season. Like, you, he was just so close. And it's like, it's going to come for him. It's going to come from. And I kind of feel that way about Cavante. Yeah. Speaking of digs. Yeah. Three picks last week for Aaron Rodgers, two in the red zone. That was uncharacteristic, but they're getting Malik Hooker back here. Um, J. Ron Kirst, it looks like, you know, talking to him earlier this week in the locker room, he'll, he'll play. And, and he talked about matching wits with Aaron Rodgers here. Um, what does it mean, do you think, for guys to be able to say, I got to pick off 12, who's going to go in a camp. We, we know he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer here. And, you know, these receivers aren't, they, they're not real good. Um, <laughs> the chances of taking one against, against 12 this week are high. Well, I mean, let, let's, you know, in, that's a media talk. That's fine. It's me, I mean, seriously. It's the media, media, media man. That's what it is. Good but time the, for the, it. The, the, the players can't get caught up into – that they need to win the game, and if they do what they need to do, get to do to win the game, those opportunities will come. But I hope he's not going in. I, I got to pick off Aaron Rodgers, then lose his keys, and let somebody get behind him. You know that that cannot be your focus. That's something we can talk about. And we're gonna just like the Mike McCarthy well, Parsons stuff. talks about that stuff all the time by trying to sack sack a guy. Well, it was he told me that before he faced Tom Brady, he was disappointed this season because they were playing on turf. And all he wanted was a jersey with grass stains on it from Tom Brady. And I kind of kidded with him, like, look, I'm not trying to, to give anyone bulletin board material here. But he sort of danced around and talked about his respect. Of course they want to do that. I, I guess, and yes. But right. Don't Parsons, you have a vision board? I, 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 did, I feel like it's on their vision board. Again, the vision board is to win the Super Bowl. Let's start Let's start the vision board. The vision board is to win the game. It's the man You know, it comes all the way down. No, it's not the Lombardi. It's now, the man cave. Now, the, the, the difference between Michael Parsons and a cornerback, though, is that Everything you know, what Michael Parsons dreams of, he's going after the quarterback. He don't. Have, it's not about taking chances. Not you know. It's just what he does. You don't really want. Go on, Nick. Go I, have, Nick. I have the answer to this. Go I mean, because I've asked him this question. I asked Trayvon Diggs this question. We did our documentary. He picked off Tom Brady last year. Picked off twelve. He said, "Yeah, that was pretty cool." Now that's what he said. It would have been cooler if we won the game. That's exactly right, what they he said. Win the game. So, so he said it was cool and it's one that he's going to remember, but he would have remembered it more if they would have won the game. But yeah, if so, they win the game and he also happens to get the pick, that's, yes, it's cherry, that's huge. It's, it's the cherry on top, right. but that's not right. his focus going into the game. Is all I'm saying is well, that is, that's something for us to talk off. about. Just trying to but, put a little wet blanket on it. Thanks, Clay. It's not our. It's, it it can't you. be as focused. It's like the team can't be focused in helping with helping Mike McCarthy get revenge. But the way you win is you start with things like that. No, you, you start with the you start with you get the picks. <laughs> At every game, they can't have goals. It, it's, yeah. it's, they can't have any goals. They do have goals. Have it, it's, it's, it's Phoenix. It's, it's the division title. It's, it's Phoenix. Team think with it's you, all right? of that. It's not about the individual accolades. Coach Hill think. over here. I, I mean, Hill. come on, the guys. Process. Listen, guys. Get you a little fight T-shirt. Resilient. I'm saying. Oh, I see that. that it's just, it's just like Zeke. He won a thousand yards, but you know, we, it's a team thing right now. 
He got that thousand yards last year. Last year, but this year he, you think he, you don't think he wants it this year? Well, yeah, I'm just saying. But that's probably not Eagles were playing XFL players out there, and they were like, "We're getting this thousand <laughs> right. yards." Right, exactly. <laughs> it when it when it's there, yes, but they'd already clinched the division and all yeah. the other stuff. But right now, it's a thick of the season. They they need to win this game. They need to focus on make the main thing the main thing. I'm sorry. Thank you, Clarence. The Thank problem you. around here too much, and it's not you, Thank but you. it is the media. It is Jerry, brother we, Clarence. We we let. All these extraneous Amen. things get involved and, and get this, more attention than the main thing. This is such thing. a weird this tangent is that you're going on. From you. like, I know. Really this is, is a really like, weird this, tangent. This is, no, but listen. I, listen it's I, a I, weird hill to I've been covering on. the Cowboys since 1996. The main thing is never the main thing. It's always the circuit. It's always this other stuff. Make the main thing the but main hey, thing. Hey, old man, can, can, guess can what's can, changed? Let's be honest, though, You know Clarence. what's changed it's, since it's, you started it's, covering it's, the team? Exchanging those jerseys at the end of the game, yeah, all of that, and, 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 and celebrating stadiums and facilities rather than Super Bowl. I was funny because I was in a media room the other nah, day. I'm not letting you off of this. Go, Here goes keep the going. I let I let them no. in the media room the other day in the, in the interview room, and we got these great photos of great moments in Cowboys history. You know the records and the Super Bowls and the signing of players, and then we have them digging, you know, breaking ground for the stadium. <laughs> that don't fit. Why? Because it should be about what happens on the field, but, not about what helps you but make all money. all the memories that go into that stadium and being a part of that inaugural year, you don't think that's interesting or important? Cowboys Stadium, as it was originally called, changed NFL stadiums as we know them today. That is the blueprint. I agree, but that, that is part of the problem because we, we get caught up into that, celebrating – what changed in the field? Do Celebrate you hate unicorns and rainbows? No, I I, I think Nick, Nick it, I think it's something. about titles. Nick, let's Nick let's get back. They don't they don't hang they hang banners at AT and T Stadium. That's what you want to be part of that conversation. And the, you know that's what you want. You don't want it be, being about the stadium. You want to be about what happens in the stadium. I just think it's funny though that you of all people that are saying they got to make the main thing the main thing. But if there's something that was different or that, that everyone's talking about, you're the one that's going to ask it. You're the one. You I, are, part of, you're I said part the media is part of the you're problem. You're part of the problem. But you're part of it. Like, like if it's if there's something, there's, there's – I said from the beginning, okay. the media was part of the problem. That's why this is weird. This it's not weird. I'm doing my job. But my job is not to win a football game. My job is to cover stories about the team. Well, Jerry's and, job is also Jerry's job is to win games for sure. He's also he's also his job is to also market his franchise know, and he, have a stadium like that that the World Cup wants to come to. You want to go cover the Commanders? Want to come? You want to go cover the Commanders? Yes. 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 You, you, Lambo. You, you're, you're right. You're, this is going to yeah, really listen, upset people. I'm just saying. Listen, I understand. I okay. understand Jerry's job, and I love with Jerry because okay. his job helps me do my job. What Jerry does off the field, sometimes though. It has to be about the main team. But, but, it has to be the number but one. But how player. do they fix it on November the tenth? I don't, or, just, we're November 9th, don't even know why they, we need to fix anything. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, but but that, I hate when fans do that. Great win, great winning streak, four in a row. But what happened to the playoffs? Who gives an f about the? I mean, yeah, we'll see. But like, enjoy the ride while it's here. Like like, let's do this. Let's talk Packers. Let's talk interceptions. Let's we're talk doing like, that. I know that's what I'm saying. And I'm not just I yelling. I don't you. even know how this argument started. I don't even. <laughs> and I've been on both sides of it. But uh, <laughs> you were on the side of it. I know. You what did. I love about I'm you guys, you guys always prepare me for perspective. I was given perspective of Diggs picking off Brady, and but he did say he wanted to win the game. But I do think we get ahead of ourselves. Like, oh well, nothing matters until the playoffs. Well, okay. Just go on vacation then I, and come back, I guess. I don't know what no, to tell you. We're, we're going to do this no, thing. Yeah, because Nui already it said Mike McCarthy's keeping his job last week on TV. I think so. Let's. Uh, Did you say that? 
Let's go ahead. What if that in the first round? I believe that. I did like something we could, you we said We could on literally TV, do though. a whole segment what, on that. I, 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 what, what, what I that stole the first round? you took on TV. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, his argument's right, going to be he didn't have his starting left tackle. He didn't have his quarterback for multiple games. Still got him to win. And it was one of the toughest years in this NFC but East it, division. And it's wide open the NFC as it's ever been. I'm and just saying. he's likable. And the players like him now. And Dan he's Quinn might be leaving to go to another team in the offseason. I don't know about that. No, no, I'm, I'm, I think that will happen. I think I do think he's going to be a head coach next year. Right, that's what I'm saying. Dan think, Quinn might be a head coach somewhere, and if they lose Dan in the first Quinn, round, playoff. I think Dan Quinn has an interesting contract that allowed him to stay here versus going to Denver. I'll leave it at that. Well, that's Denver. I'm just telling you. I'm that. just telling you that I think that there's something built in there. Well, that's what in the show with words that a wise man once said. <laughs> Confucius. Don't, don't be a hater all your life. <laughs> oh, that's my <laughs> You're a hater. Nick Eatman, DallasCowboys.com. Jane Slayer. That wise man was me. And Clarence Hill. <laughs> don't be a hater all your life. I'm not being a hater. That's Confucius. He's confusion. Let's make the main thing the main thing. I'm sorry. I'm Newey Scruggs. It's been the Media Mash. Up next, Jane Slater <laughs> takes over the airways with her podcast. Whoop, whoop. Yes, yes. Whoop, whoop. We're out. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-